amazing how I look across this, this room and in two weeks that it makes a difference. I mean, two weeks ago, this place was packed. What happened? Well, you just wanted to hear the juicy juice, the juicy of the, you just want to hear it. Ooh, what's going on? Well, you know what? That's just something you're going to have to answer when you stand before God. Because tonight we're going to be talking about persevering. Because I really do believe we, we need to learn how to persevere in the midst of what's going on. Death is not easy. I was talking to a gentleman today. I was at, I was at the doctor, and the doctor was talking to me how I was doing like this. And I was basically just telling him, I said, hey, it's not easy. Death is not easy. Death is never easy. I don't care if you're saved or not saved. Death is not easy. But why? Because death comes to all of us, according to the scripture. And we got to know how to persevere in the midst of what's going on. Now, we know, according to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, we've been saved. Who saved us? Who, who has saved us? We've been saved. And we've been given a, a, a holy call. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Being called with a holy calling, you need to hear this, being called with a holy calling puts a target on us. When you've been called with a holy calling, you've got a target on you. I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's a target on you when you've been given a holy call because you're not just anybody. You have a holy call. In other words, God picked you out. God placed his holy call on you. In other words, he has given you a purpose, a plan, an expectation. And because you have been given a purpose, plan, and expectation with a holy call, not according to your works, but according to his purpose and grace, there's a target on you. But ALM, I want you to understand something. Even though there's a target on us, we're going to keep fighting the good fight of faith. We're not going to give up. We're going to persevere. You're going to persevere, Sister Faith. You're going to persevere. Yes, the devil doesn't play fairly. All he knows how to do is steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he will ever know how to do. Why? Because he doesn't know life more abundantly. And anybody that, that has embraced life more abundantly, there's a target on your back. And he's going to do everything he can to tear you down. To, to get you to give in to what he is doing into your life. He, and he doesn't stop. Right now, as I speak, according to Ephesians chapter 6, he's strategizing against you. And he's going to use people, places, and things to do his bidding. Why? Because it's a given to those who have been given a holy call. Everyone in this room, those that are watching by internet, if you are saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, you have been given a holy call. Not to sit in the pew, but to be the church. When are you the church? In season and out of season. There is never a vacation. You are the church wherever you go. Whether you're in your home, your neighborhood, your job, your business, or whether you're on the other side on a cruise or whatever, you are, you are never on vacation. You are always the church. And because you are the church, you have power. Say that with me, power. You have power and you have authority. Say that, authority. authority. Why? Because that comes with the 
call, the holy call that God has given you. You have power, you have authority. You have power to bind and loose. But even though the devil comes up against you, you don't have to worry about the devil. And listen to me, he does not play fair. He will not play fair. He will even attack you while you're asleep. That's why you never go to bed without your armor on. You keep your armor on all the time. Whether you're up or you're asleep, you keep your armor on. You say, what did it say in Ephesians? Said, Put on the whole armor of God. It didn't tell you to take it off. You keep it on. Why? Because you have to be protected 24-7. Because in any given second, minute, hour, he's going to come at you. But you're not alone. You have the Holy Spirit. He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your sides. He's got you. Why? Because he is your comforter. He is your resource. And you are never empty-handed. He's going to tell you, hey, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Because the devil is going to try to steal, kill, and destroy you. He, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. He's going to prepare you. So when you walk out of your house, you're going to be ready for whatever. So in the midst of all that's going on right now, we're going to persevere. We're going to persevere. You're going to persevere. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, we ain't going to fight with the devil. We don't have time to fight with the devil because we know we're going to be persecuted. Jesus said that in, in Matthew chapter 5. You will be persecuted. But we ain't going to fight with the devil. We don't have time to fight with the devil. But why? Because the devil's already been defeated. Why are you fighting with somebody that you already, Jesus already beat him up? Why are you going to fight with somebody who has no ability to beat you? Do you hear what I just said? Why are you going to fight somebody who has no ability to beat you? The only way the devil can beat you is that you don't got Jesus in your heart. You ain't living holy, righteous, and sanctified. That is the only way the devil can beat you. But those that are saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost and has put on the whole armor of God, listen to me, you ain't going to fight the devil. The devil's already been whooped. He, can't, he has no, nothing, he doesn't have the power to fight you. Why do you think he uses people, places, and things? He uses people, places, and things to fight against you. He doesn't fight against you. He can't fight against you. So what does he do? He's going to use a person. He's going to use somebody that's under his control. He's going to use an environment. He's going to use a pandemic. He's going to use all the, the elements in the earth. All He's going to use the atmosphere. He's going to use everything. Why? Because... He walks to and fro on this earth as a roaring lion, seeking those who he may devour. He, what does he do? He uses all the elements that are that is here for him. But aren't you glad you know Jesus? Because in the midst of all that's going on, you can just say, oh, it's just me and you, Lord. You have nothing to worry about. 
Why? Because you don't walk by faith. You don't walk by fear. You walk by faith. And those that walk by faith don't have to worry about what's all around them because you have the whole armor of God. Let me ask you this. Do you trust your armor? Do you trust the armor that you have put on? How do you trust your armor? Faith. That's how you trust your armor. You put on the whole armor of God. Do you trust your, Margaret, do you trust the armor? Do you trust your armor? Do you trust the helmet of salvation? Do you trust the helmet of salvation that when you, that you will, throughout the day, you will have the mind of Christ? That no matter what you hear, it will not sway your thinking but your mind will always be on God and his word. Do you trust the helmet? Do you trust your breastplate of righteousness? Do you trust that no matter where you go, you are going to, you're, going to live, you're going to be righteous? In other words, you're not going to be swayed to the right or the left to, you know, to fit in. Listen to me. When you put on the whole armor of God, you ain't going to fit in. You will not fit in. You will not fit in with the world. Why? Because the world doesn't have armor. It walks around naked. It doesn't have armor. So if you put on the whole God, you're not going to fit in. Do you trust your belt of truth? Do you trust that belt of truth is going to hold you up? It's going to hold your britches up? Because God forbid you get exposed. Because the devil will expose you. You have the right shoes on. You ready to go when God tells you. If God tells you to march, you're ready to go. If God tells you to stand, you're going to stand till he tells you to move. God, I've been standing for months. Well, guess what? There's a reason why God told you to stand for months. Why is it doing? It's building patience. It's building patience in you. Because all of us want a good fight. Oh, man, why would you get up in the morning and try to fight the devil? I don't look for that. I don't want to fight the devil. I was never called to fight the devil. That's God's job. And Jesus, and God sent Jesus, and Jesus already defeated the devil. But we will be persecuted. But in the midst of persecution, you will persevere. Sister Faith, you will persevere. I love you. You will persevere. You're not alone. You will persevere. And I know it feels... It feels like you're alone when you're beat up every day, when you're, when you're challenged by the, by the devil every day, when you're challenged by people, places, and things. It feels like, God, why do I feel alone? But you're not. You're not alone. God's right there. And all he's asking you to do is trust him. He's not asking you to fight. He's asking you to trust him. And when you learn how to trust God and exercise your faith, the devil's going to flee from you. Isaiah chapter 59. Verse 19 through 21, it says, When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. See, we, most of the time we just stop there. We just all shout and jump up and down when they got songs and they sing songs and jump up and down and they rejoice and all that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord. That's all true. But keep going. 
And the Redeemer shall come to Zion unto them that turn from transgression. Let me read that again. Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression. And Jacob saith the Lord, as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth nor out of thy mouth of thy seed nor out of thy mouth of thy seed seed saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. In other words, when the enemy shall come into like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. But then he goes on and said, hey, I'm going to put a word in your mouth, and that word will not depart out of you, and that the word will not depart out of your seed or your seed. In other words, this word that I'm giving you is a covenant word. In other words, I am, I am breaking a covenant with you, and this covenant is not, it's, it's not, it's, it's not weak, but it's strong. It has power. And in this covenant, there's a purpose, plan, and expectation. But we all have to speak this language. It's a, this covenant has a certain language. And it's not a language of suffering. It's not a language of mourning. It's a language of power. It's a language of authority. It's a language of integrity. It's a language of faith. It's not a language of fear. You got too much language of fear out there. People are scared and people are, are, don't know what to do. Did you get it? 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 Have you got it yet? Have you got it yet? I'm on my first dose. I'm on my second dose. Have you got it? Have you got it? Have you got it? Have you got it? All I got is Jesus. Yes, I got Jesus. If you're talking about something else, I don't know it. I'm speaking the language of God. For ALM to persevere, we have to speak God's language. You got to speak God's language. You got to speak God's language. You don't need to speak worldly language. You don't need to speak language of government, politics. We're all guilty of it. We all need to repent. Everyone in this room, counting myself, we all have to repent because that ain't the language of God. All it, does, all it has done is divide people. All it done is brought division. Politics it's like religion. It, it divides people. It's not of God. We need to change our language. Not the language of the world, but the language of heaven. And the language of heaven is Jesus saves, Jesus heals, restores, and transforms. That is the language that needs to come out of your mouth. Nothing else should be coming out of your mouth, but only that Jesus saves. That's it. Whatever you do with your life is your business. It's between you and God. It's not for me to know. It's not for me to judge because I don't want to judge you. It's between you and God. I tell everybody, if you're going to do something, you better pray about it first. And if you've heard from God, then who am I to tell you not to do it? If God told you to do something, then do it. If you heard and you fell on your face and you cried out to God and you sought the Lord and you know it ain't going to take you, from the kingdom of God, from doing what the kingdom of God is going to do, then who am I to tell you not to do it? 
If he tells you if you're going to go buy something, if it's not going to keep you from the kingdom of God, go buy it. But we got to have this language. If we want to persevere in what's going on in the, and what's going on in the world, why? Because death is all around us. Sickness is all around us. Despair is all around us. Hurt, brokenness, pain, suffering, rejection, guilt, condemnation. Sin is all around us. Either we're going to speak that language or we're going to speak the language of God. That's what separated Jesus from everybody else. That's what separated Jesus from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Why? Because all they talked about was all what's going on in the world. But Jesus, come to, he, his language was a language of life. More abundantly. And they hated him for it. They crucified him for it. Where do you see someone who talks about life and gives forth life to people, raises the dead, causes the blind to see, the deaf ears to open, the lame to walk, and they kill him? Because when you are so full of the devil and you're bound by the devil and you only speak that language of the devil, you're only going to produce what the devil can only produce. And when the enemy comes in, he's going to come in like a flood. But fret not the flood because God is going to raise up a standard against it. And that standard is Jesus. And when you become born again, your language, your attitude, your actions, your livelihood changes. Amen. Why? Because you enter, you enter into a new covenant with God. And this covenant that we have has a language, and we all need to speak it. This language is Jesus, the written word. That's why I tell you this all the time. Read this word, study this word, pray this word, speak this word, sow this word every day. Why? So you can meditate on the language of God throughout your day. So whenever the, circumstance, the devil comes with circumstances, situation, you know how to counter it with the word. That is what Jesus did. And that is what we need to do. Speaking God's language brings prosperity and gives ALM good success. How many of us in this room want prosperity? How many of you want good success? Then you better learn this language. You better learn this language. I didn't say memorize it. I said learn it. So many times people memorize it, but they have no clue what they have memorized. No, you're going to learn it. To learn it means you've got to study it. You've got to break it down. And yeah, here it is. Here's the, here's the word that nobody wants to hear. You've got to surrender to it. That's the only way you're going to learn Jesus, the written word. That is the only way you're going to be able to speak in the language of God, is that you've got to surrender to it Every day. That is where the prosperity of God comes. That is where the success of God comes. And if you're not willing to surrender to it, guess what? It won't work for you. You will be speaking perverseness. That's why there's profanity in the world. That's why we, as born-again believers, we should not be using profanity. Why? Because it's of the devil. Oh, but, God, but Pastor Thad, certain words are in the Bible. So is hell. I mean, I've had people tell me that. That's not a bad word. It's in the Bible. Jesus used it. 
He also used the word hell too. Is that where you're going? I mean, think about it. Why, why, why are you, the reason why people use profanity is because what's in your heart? Something got you angry. And for that to come out of your, come out of your mouth, it's in your heart. That's why when you, when you get born again, you, 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 you lose that potty mouth. Maybe you need to put a piece of soap in your mouth and keep it for a day and see how you like it. Maybe you need to be, you know, like I remember when I, I, I used, I mean, I remember I used to say some certain words and my mom used to smack me a couple of times. I mean, she, I remember one day I used a certain word in front of people. I embarrassed her and she bust me in the mouth. She forgot she had that big old rock she had on her hand and her arm on her finger. She busted my mouth and my lip was bleeding. She said, that's what you get. Hey. Let me tell you something. I didn't use that word anymore. I remember Pastor Francis and I, when we were, when Olivia was a little girl, she used to use certain language. I'm like, who you been talking to? I said, you must have been hanging around with your sisters. Huh? Their word was stupid. Funny thing is that she didn't get that from her sister. She's got that. For me. <laughs> and that's the sad thing. So we were both standing there with our hands grown and they okay, mama. <laughs> and we used to put Tabasco sauce. Ah, come here. You said ah, you can't use that language. And Pastor Francis pointed the finger and said, She's your daughter. She's your daughter. And Tabasco sauce. That didn't work after a while because she started and says, I need Tabasco sauce with everything. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that what if God would do that? Next time you use colorful language like that, you know he's got a big old rock on his finger because he likes gold. I mean, ask Moses and ask Solomon. He built that, that tabernacle and temple. Man, that thing was covered in gold. What if God just said, like, reach down in there and say, what you saying? And smacked you in the mouth. Put some of his hot sauce. You ain't going to get away from that. Well, listen to me. We have to speak the language of God. And the only way we're going to speak the language of God is that we got to surrender to it. Surrender to God. And then when we surrender to God, no matter what the devil throws at you, you're going to persevere. You're going you're gonna to persevere. You're going to push through. You're going you're gonna to keep. You're not just going to sit there. Yes, you... you, you you may, you may be crying as you're persevering, but guess what? There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with mourning. You may be mourning, but you're persevering. It's like, oh, oh, I may be crying. I may be crying. It hurts. It hurts. Hey, listen to me. I know what hurt is. But you persevere. You keep fighting the good fight of faith. You don't give in. Crying is not showing weakness, people. Mourning is not showing meekness, weakness. Speaking God's language brings prosperity. I want you to see that. You speak this language, it brings prosperity and it gives ailment. It'll give us good success. By me, by me saying that, how much do you know of the author? When you read this book every day, when you read it, study it, pray it, 
speak it, sow it. How much do you know the author? Do you even talk to the author? I talk to the author every day, every time I open up this work, whether it's in the morning or it's at nighttime, because I don't go to bed without reading scripture. Because I want the mind of the Lord. If I'm going to dream, it's going to be about heaven. I ain't going to be dreaming about some stupid television show or, or, or some ungodly thing. No, 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 no. I'm going to, it's going to be the word. But for me to do that, how much do, you know, how, how much do we know of the author? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instructions and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, when you are in the process of learning this language, and listen to me, how, how, how long does it take to learn this language? Like that. Because when you're transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's instantaneously. You don't have to go through a process. So many people think, oh, 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 oh I got to learn, I got to learn, you know, the, 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 you know, the first step. No, 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 that's where we, that's where we missed it. No, none of those disciples in, in, in Acts chapter 2 went through a process. No, it was instantaneously. The Holy Spirit came upon them. Peter, Peter, before, before um, Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, Peter didn't know how to talk. All he had to do was cuss and deny. But day of Pentecost, that was a different Peter. That was a rock. That was, that was a different Peter. And he got up there and he began to speak. As this is that which was spoken in the prophet of Joel. And he began to preach. And he began to preach. And those people were captivated by his, his words. Why? Because he learned God's language. It was just like that. But what did it take? It had to take a surrender. It had to take them to surrender in that upper room. And when they surrendered in that upper room, God came in. And a new covenant, a new covenant was, was, was broken then. A new covenant, a covenant of the Holy Spirit. So you got to realize, you had, you had all, if you go through the scriptures, there's so, so many covenants. And then Acts began a new covenant of the Holy Spirit. And it, began, and, it, and it grew. And it grew. Why? Because they, the author became real to them. And the revelation of that author came alive in them. And because they, 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 they knew the author and it became alive in them, they began to preach it every day. And they saw the results of, of what the author was all about. God hasn't changed, people. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still here. And you can be changed and transformed instantly if you're willing to let God transform you. If we seek the author out every day, we will receive the benefits. If you seek the author out every day, you will receive his benefits. What are the benefits? Matthew 16. In Matthew 16, verse 18 and 19, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That is the benefits of the author. In other words, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Yes, you'll be persecuted, but you, you, it, you will prevail against it. 
You will have the keys of the kingdom to bind and loose. No matter how hard hell attacks us. Because it will. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, that those who are godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. No matter how hard hell attacks us, fear not. Fear not. Because you will persevere. You will persevere. You will persevere. You will persevere. How many times did Paul get attacked? How many times was Paul shipwrecked? How many times did Paul find himself in jail? But he persevered. Because in the midst of all that attack, we have the word of God today. We have the scriptures. Why? Because he persevered. Yes, was he persecuted. Yes. Was he tried. Yes. Shipwrecked. Yes. Bitten by a snake. Yes. But he persevered. Even unto death, he persevered. What the devil thought was a win-win situation when they finally executed Paul, the devil didn't realize the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Even though the devil thought, ha, I finally got him, I finally executed him, it's all going to end. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. What was meant for evil turned around and it exploded for the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God advanced, advanced, advanced. So, death may come, but fear not the death. Death may come upon a church, a vision. Fear not death. Amen. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why are you saved? Because death had to come. Death had to come for salvation, healing, restoration, and transformation. And death had to come for revival to take place. Amen. Death may come, but fret not death. Hallelujah. Just persevere. You keep going. You keep preaching, thus saith the Lord. You keep preaching the word. You keep studying it. You keep praying it. You keep seeking it out. You keep living it every day. And as you live it out every day, the benefits of heaven are going to be yours. Because God knows the desires of your heart. He knows how to bless you. He knows how to protect you. He knows how to see you through every situation. You just stay in his word and learn his language. And as you learn his language, when you speak, souls will be saved just like Acts chapter 2 in the day of Pentecost. What must we do to be born again? Repent! I'm telling you, God is no respecter of persons. You just 
Learn this language. And be what God's called you to be. The church. Amen?